and welcome to the Book of James on Stress to the Nines. Through September 10th, we'll be examining this New Testament letter, which talks about the ways in which we apply our faith to our lives. We'll also examine the question, why did Martin Luther call this an epistle of straw? Stick around and check it out. Hey, good morning, everybody, and happy Friday to you. It is September the 3rd as we continue our journey through the book of James. We have entered chapter 4. Hard as it is to believe, we will wrap up James a week from today. So this will be a fairly quick jaunt for us in comparison to the longer slog that was the book of Revelation. I am open to suggestions as to where we go next in Scripture. So if you have thoughts, you can put them into the comments section of this video or send me an email at church or text me or call me or approach me as you see me. Any of those will do. But for the meantime, let's get back to our task at hand. We're going to continue in James talking about the difference between living with fidelity to God and living with fidelity to the world. Obviously, it wasn't planned this way, but thematically, there are a lot of similarities between James and Revelation, insofar as they draw a stark contrast between living with fidelity to the values of the world around us and living with fidelity to the values of our faith and of God. So, with that in mind, let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 6 of chapter 4 of the book of Revelation today. Ha! <laughs> Not Revelation, James, how about that? You can see where my mind is. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Adulterers. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is for nothing that the scripture says God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives all the more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you've heard that saying about Christians living in the world but not being of the world. Uh, James reiterates this idea throughout his little book here. He talks about the ways in which our values and beliefs contrast uh, with the values and beliefs of the world. Again, I want to go ahead and focus our thoughts today uh, as we read through this chapter 4 on our political situation. Right now we live in an incredibly divided nation. Republicans and Democrats absolutely seem to loathe each other and hold no respect for each other. We should be quite clear that when we behave in this way and when we do this, we are buying into the values of the world no matter what we think. Listen to this again and imagine it as a critique of our political beliefs. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder, and you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. 
the reason that we have the kind of antipathy that we have in our society is because of these very things. We want something and cannot have it. We come from cravings that are at war within us. This desire for ultimate control, absolute authority, a desire for homogeny in our thinking, a desire for our values to be the values of all. These are values that are worldly. These are values that are imposed upon us by a world that desires us to be at conflict with one another, that monetizes that conflict and exploits it for power. James should speak directly to this behavior which has become commonplace in our country and in our culture, which casts the problems in the world fully on our political rivals' shoulders. This is not reality. This is instead a breach from reality. We are followers of Jesus. We understand that every political system has fallen, every leader is fallible. We understand that the values of our faith will always be in conflict with the values of the world around us. We understand that our highest callings are to love God and to love neighbor. Loving neighbor implies loving all who are around us, not simply those who agree with us or who believe the same things as us. We understand that loving our neighbor entails even loving our enemy, naming our enemy, praying for those who persecute us, and seeking to be peacemakers. These are values that are built up and named in Scripture over and over again. So when James talks about being a friend of the world, we should very clearly in our culture and our society hear our relationship with political leaders, political parties, and our antipathy for those who hold different beliefs as being under this critique from James. When we behave in this way, we are being a friend of the world and not a friend of God. Listen again to this last verse from verse 6. God gives all the more grace. Therefore, Scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Could we not use more humility in our society? And is humility ever affirmed by our society? I leave those questions for you to ponder. Let's pray. Gracious, holy, and merciful God, on this day we ask that you would transform our thoughts and our minds, that you would help us in what we do, what we believe, and what we say. Help our tongues to be faithful to you, Help our hearts to love all those around us. Shape and transform us in such a way that our lives testify to your grace, to the humility that flows from it, and to the power and the glory of the love of Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for this morning. As you know, Tasha will be back tonight, and we'll wrap up James next week. Just another reminder, please give me suggestions if you have them for what you would like to begin as we move further into September. One more week of James. Until Monday, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. You can find more information about First Presbyterian Church at our website, onepres.org, or follow us on Facebook. There's also an adjacent podcast called The One Pres Pod, where you will find sermons and special content. Thanks for joining us today. Peace.